So the first question I have for you is if you could invite anyone to dinner, any black man to dinner to add to this conversation, dead or alive, which black man would you include for the conversation we are about to have? And this is the point when I really enjoy the food first. So <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my excuse to tuck in. To tuck in. So I'll give you a moment. Which black man, dead or alive, would you add to this conversation? So Ade, uh -huh. I will start with you. Yes, oh, swallow your Aki and self dish. And <laughs> black man. Who would, dead or alive, who would you add to this table? Um, I, I, we, we need to start the conversation, right? So I'm just going to go with MLK. MLK. Mm. Yeah. Okay, why, why MLK? Mm. For me, it's just understanding sort of like just on a normal conversation, his mindset behind mm. what, what he was doing mm -hmm. and why he was so purpose-driven. Um, I think it's easy to kind of... Okay, so why he was purpose-driven, I guess, to kind of clear about, you know, what, why did he feel he was the person to do it? Mm -hmm. Why did he have so much conviction? Mm -hmm. um, and then... Having, because he's dead, having known he was going to die, mm -hmm. would, he have still, would he have still done it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Crazy. Deep in it. No. Yeah, the first one, right? No. no we, we, like, we like deep. Christian. We like deep. Crazy. Who would you add, dead or alive? What black man would you add to the table? I think for me, it has to be Tupac Shakur. Tupac? Ah, cool. Yeah. Maybe Why? for even similar reasons. But when you, when you asked the question to begin with, I was thinking, I can't think of anyone. Then you said, dead or alive, and it's just, that was obvious, Tupac. Mm -hmm. I think he's just, for me, someone who was very influential it, uh, to me at an influential point in my life. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot from him about, we will talk probably about this, but just being black mm. through him and his music. At a point in time when his music was coming out, I was about 11 to 13. So when I was asking certain questions, he was answering them or helping me direct me to the answers, whether in his own words or in other people he was talking about, whether it was Marcus Garvey or people like that, and then I'd go back and look, look at them. So, yeah, he was very influential. And to your point, I was probably asking the same question. Would he, would he do it? Would he have done what he did if he, knowing the outcome? So, yeah. So we have MLK, Tupac, Michael, who I will refer to as Mr. Sensational from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have to understand. We need to understand that's the context. Oh. Yeah. So Michael, AKA Mr. Sensational, first tell us why the nickname Mr. Sensational and then who you would add to the table. I mean, it's quite obvious. You, you sat with me for a few, for a few minutes and you can say <laughs> the aura sensational. So I think it, you, you, you wouldn't get it. You have to be here, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. So Mr. Sensational kind of sells itself. Um, and you know what's quite frustrating? I actually was going to say Tupac. Oh, wow. That's not frustrating at all. You can say it's Tupac. It's a popular choice. I was going to say Tupac because um, Tupac was actually before my time, mm -hmm. but I discovered him randomly doing that. Not I didn't discover him, but... I read more about him as I had to do at ICT GCSE, and they said, "Who would you, who, who would, you, who would you be interested in?" I started listening to his music at about fourteen, mm -hmm. and that was at a time of my life when I was a bit of an outlaw, so to say. Mm -hmm. And I liked the fact that he was an outlaw, but with with a reason. It wasn't just 
it was con controlled at times and uncontrolled at times, which was quite similar to myself at the time as well, mm -hmm. in the sense that he was, he was passionate, he was wrong, he was right. And I just appreciated the fact that he was real. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to understand like, what drove him, because at, at one point you saw somebody who was quite introspective and he, he thought about things and then at other times he was quite... <sighs> he jumped to conclusions quite quickly as well at the same time and he just did things like that on impulse mm -hmm. as well. So just to understand how he touched so many people, how, and at the same time, how he got into the situation he got himself into where he ultimately died and how he died, because obviously it's still a mystery. So yeah, to understand yeah. really what if really- he died. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> what actually happened. So yeah, yeah. yeah, that it would be interesting to have a conversation with him. Cool. Thank you. So MLK, Tupac, Carl, who would you add? What black man would you add to this table, dead or alive? My, my first thought would have been my father. <laughs> um, and the reason why I say that is because I think, you know, the, the, the gentlemen who have spoken so far have all said something in common about the influence that that person has had on them. Um, and I would say one the greatest influence in my life has been my father. Mm -hmm. um, he came through so much adversity, just like, again, these three men. Mm -hmm. uh, in the face of adversity, Rather than getting angry, he got motivated. Mm. Um, and I think that was a key point. And I think one of the, the defining moments of me even bringing him to, to the fore was, I remember um, probably about six years ago, um, my stepmother giving, giving my brother and I, or showing us this, this um, shopping bag half filled with all this hate mail that he received during the 70s. Wow. Good. You know, from uh, the, the sort of far uh, left groups in, in, in Hackney at the time. And so uh, I remember when, when we found out about this, my brother and I, I, I rang my mother and I said, Mom, how comes, you know, you never told us about these letters? Uh, you know, all the letters that Dad had received. And she said to me, which letters? <laughs> He kept all of that information to himself mm. and became so driven. And I think that for me just shows me so much about his character, his responsibility to his family, his responsibility to his wife, um, the fact that he made such a, an impact in his community. You know, where, where we start off in Dorston and then moving to South London, where we still now are. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that would really be the man I would... Because he was so full of wisdom, he's so full of love, he's so full of compassion, he's such a funny man. It's, you know, I could, and, I, and I hope that everybody will say it about their fathers, but yeah. that's, what I, that's what I got from my father, and that's what I'd love to have him here to just share this moment and to be part of this conversation. And rest in peace is such an amazing rest man. Rest in peace, yes. Rob, round us how, how do I follow that? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who would you add, um, dead or alive, to the table? Thank God. I First of all, the food is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took everything for me not to start <laughs> smacking lips on camera. Um, I was trying to think really, really, <clears throat> excuse me, really, really differently. One of the things people I thought was um, King Mansa Musa of Mali. Mm. I don't know if you know or don't know. It's, it's, I'm learning as well. But um, So for those who don't know who Mansa Musa is... Mm -hmm. Brief description of Mansa uh, Effectively. Very brief. No, yeah, in a sentence, effectively, probably the, the most wealthy um, human being that's mm -hmm. probably been on the planet mm -hmm. you know, at that time and ever since. He was the king of Mali in the, the uh, empire that was West West Africa at that time. Um, 
there's a story I love, which I don't know if it's verified or whether it's legend, but the wealth came from obviously the mines and the, the, the kind of resources that, that were sent all over the world. And why I love choosing him is because um, often a lot of our history is told very much from a certain <laughs> genocide <laughs> kind of forward. Mm -hmm. And I love quoting and realizing what happened before that. And before that, that the, the continent of Africa was a major trading nation, uh, Mediterranean sorry, destination, not nations, mm. the entire continent. Um, Greeks traveled to, uh, to different countries in Africa to learn maths. Yeah. You know, there are maths textbooks with the Pythagoras theorem, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But the key thing with him, even though probably a lot of shadiness as well, was that he converted to Islam and traveled to Mecca on Hajj and gave away so much gold, because he had gold, they had so much gold, gave away so much gold on the journey that he destabilized the global price of gold. Right. <laughs> so, so I would love, the, my question to him would be, did that happen? <laughs> you know, and just to learn a little bit about kind of um, the kind of merchant nature that I think a lot of uh, Africans and African country, African people have about that, which I still think I have to this day, mm. you know, coursing through my veins. So uh, yeah, I'd love to know more about Mansa, King Mansa Musa of Mali. Thank you. So we have MLK, we have Tupac Tupac, mm -hmm. we have Senior Mr. Williams, mm -hmm. and we have King Mansa Musa. Visionaries and complicated men. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do the obvious pun in terms of black men being visionary and complicated. I'll let that one slide. It's, it's too early. It's too early in the conversation. Thank you for breaking bread with us. It was a pleasure to have you as my virtual dinner guest. Breaking Bread is available where all digital streaming platforms are available. You can also subscribe on YouTube and don't forget to follow, turn on your notifications and looking forward to the next time we break bread together.